Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, By the power of Grayskull! We here at the GeekCast Radio Network are taking on a massive journey into the world of Masters of the Universe as we present you with the Powers of Grayskull series of podcasts. I am one of your hosts, DFG and Mike, and joining me on this epic journey into Eternia and Etheria and Despondos and everywhere else and Snake Mountain and wherever else. Is right. Optimus Solo? Uh, yeah, I feel like I should change my name for this series of podcasts or something. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not changing mine. I'm just kidding. Um, like, why are two Transformers guys talking about He-Man? You know, it's funny. Um, one of the guys that does the uh, that is a commenter over on the Pop Culture Network forums, Count Marzo, um, tweeted uh, the Geekcast Radio account uh, and says it, he basically said, "You guys better do." Um, you know, for two Transformers fans, you guys better do justice to Masters of the Universe. And I replied under the GeekCast radio thing, I said, dude, I was a He-Man fan before I was a Transformers fan. As was I. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, basically what happened was, and you can kind of, we can kind of both tell the story, but basically what happened was, after the Mask DVDs came out, and after the announcement of, I believe it's, uh, it's not BCI, it's um, Mill Creek having the new license to do new Masters DVDs, and with the 30th anniversary coming up, you had approached me with the idea of doing a Masters of the Universe podcast. Well, uh, yeah, and basically, I mean, it's not uh, foreign for the GeekCast Radio Network to do these review-type uh, podcasts where you go episode by episode through a, a certain series or franchise, but it is something that I have not done up to this point. Um, I mean, besides <laughs> me helping out and uh, giving my thoughts on Transformers Animated, I haven't really done a full-on review podcast up to this point. Right. The other thing that was basically going through my mind at the at that time was, you know, for the entire life of, of GeekCast Radio Network, there has been a series of, you know, the Transformers review shows from TFG1 to, you know, Beast Wars and Beast Machines to Transformers Animated, um, et cetera, and, and at some point down the line, Transformers Prime, obviously. Um but the main thought I was having was that, you know, pretty soon you're going to have covered the gamut of all the Transformers series. And <laughs> the the next natural step to me was to start a new franchise. And right. He-Man is one of those that has had multiple different uh, series and, and reboots and shows along the, the life of its franchise. So I thought that was a, a natural step to take. Yeah. And something <laughs> I could be interested in and join in. 
You say that like you're not interested in Transformers. No, just not Transformers <laughs> animated. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're not getting into that. Um, yeah, you know, and and I and and I agreed with you because of the simple fact is, as you just said, we've kind of run the gambit for now, and honestly, Steve and I are are getting burnt out on Transformers, and I don't want the Geekcast Radio Network of podcasts to just be oh, it's those guys that just like Transformers. We like we, lots more stuff. We yeah we. we repeat that because I kind of missed it what did you say there? like lots of other things that's not what you said you said we like lots more stuff <laughs> <laughs> but no we we have other fandoms we have other projects that we want to do uh, Um, and I don't want to tie the network down into just the niche of being oh it's those guys that do Transformers podcasts uh, so we are recording this October 21st 2011 it is – we are currently one year away from the th- actual 30th anniversary of the cartoon uh, – well, not the 30th anniversary, but the ne- next year is the overall 30th anniversary of the franchise. But we are one year away of the actual original air date of the filmation He-Man um, and, you know, me, my dates, my numbers. It's, it's a whole – Yeah. Shut up. Yes. People should realize Powers of Skull series – that spells pogs, people. <laughs> Send all your hate mail to TFG and Mike at uh, geekcast.com. Yes. <laughs> um, but but both of us have been huge He Man fans our entire lives. We both grew up on the original He Man series. Um, mm-hmm. We both watched Shira. We both thankfully missed uh, the new adventures. <laughs> <laughs> and then we both uh, re- actually recently, within the last few years, have. Uh, both watched the entire series of the 2002 reboot. Not that we won't be rewatching parts of it um, and whatnot when it comes time, but we, we've been fans throughout this entire franchise. We've both, uh, you know, collected the toys, done all that stuff. So it's not like we're, this isn't two Transformers guys talking about He-Man. This is two He-Man guys talking about He-Man. Exactly. Uh, and basically what we're going to do here in episode zero, before we actually give you the breakdown of how the podcast series is going to go, we're going to talk about several of those, of those He-Man topics. I've got several different, I've got five different bullet points of topics that we can talk about to not just have this be, oh, hey, here's this now wait a year and you'll get it then. So, um, watching He-Man as, as, as kids for me was... Mainly through VHSs, really. I mean, yes, I did watch it on, on television, but like every time I would go into the video store and I would see like a VHS cassette case with like He Man and Battle Cat with the sword drawn, I'm like, Mom, we need to rent this now. <laughs> you know. Um, but I just, I, I love this this series. I can't put my finger on why. I just love this series. The fact that he is a hero for his people. You have the evil villain in Skeletor and all the other people that showed up. And I think with us doing this this series of podcasts is that I'll be able to go back and watch and remember all of these characters and episodes. Because there's characters in the original Filmation cartoon that I just don't remember. Yeah. And, it, and it'll be interesting as we go through to, to then see them appear in different other versions and be able to compare them and, and whatnot. Uh, He-Man, for me as a kid, like I had an older sister and an older brother, and... You know, so for the first part of my early years, I was usually watching stuff that they were watching. And He-Man for me was one of the very first shows that was my show. Like, I wasn't watching that because my brother watched it. I wasn't watching it because my sister watched it. This was a show, like one of the very first shows that I watched because 
I wanted to watch it. Um, you know, it wasn't like Scooby-Doo that I was watching because my brother was watching or, you know, something like that. This was one of my very first, you know, it hit the right time frame to be one of the earliest shows that I took an interest to. It was also probably one of the earliest things that uh, I had the toys of. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But it was just one of those shows that uh, it was the first 80s action. I mean, obviously, I might have had a few shows before that that were more like elementary, like Smurfs and you know, yeah. Care Bears and stuff like that. But this was one of the first ones where it was just like uh, the boy action 80s cartoon that, that set the tone for a whole decade of, of awesomeness. <laughs> yes. I mean, this was before Transformers and Turtles and G.I. Joe and Thundercats and Silverhawks and Cops and Mask. I mean, this laid the foundation for all that. And this was just one of those that, like, it took the feeling of some of the older shows before it um, you know, like Thundar the Barbarian and, and some of those older, like, 70 shows. And it kind of bridged the gap between those and all those other shows I just mentioned. Yeah. And it was just, there were so many things about it that were memorable, besides, like, music and theme songs and, like, certain sounds that would play in the little bumpers that they would show and the different uh, quotes that certain characters would use all the time, especially, obviously, He-Man. Um, and it just had a lot of stuff that just kind of stuck with you and... I'm interested to go through now because I haven't gone through episode by episode of the original show since I was a kid. I've seen episodes here and there. I mean, I have the DVD sets and I've I've put them in and watched a few episodes in like small little groups. I have not watched it episode by episode and I'm going to be interested to see how my feelings are now watching back the shows because obviously some shows hold up better than others. Yeah. I mean, I remember certain episodes of the television series, but for me, what I really remember is the cut-together theatrical, even though I didn't see it in theaters, but theatrical feature of He-Man and She-Ra, The Secret of the Sword, when they when they were at the apex of He-Man and were like, well, let's take that to girls. Let's give girls a, 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 a heroine uh, that that they can look up to. And just the way that the first five parts, uh, five parter of Shira, Shira Princess of Power, just the way they cut that together in, in into that ninety minute movie, I loved that movie. I would all every, every time we went to this little uh, one horse town video store called Adventure and Video in Kingston, Massachusetts. Every time we would go there, I would get that's the first movie I would ever go after is that VHS of Secret of the Sword. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, and just the characters of Masters of the Universe, um, I know we'll talk about the toys in, in a bit, but one of the things, and this is kind of embarrassing, um, but I've said, you know, I'm, all, I'm, I, I'm, I'm often, you know, very blunt in my podcasting because I just don't care. It's my, it's my way of expressing stuff that I don't normally express, but... I remember as a kid running up my grandmother's phone bill with Masters of the Universe 900 number storylines. <laughs> Back in the 80s, they had 900 numbers where you could call them, and it would be instead of porn, you know, instead of sex lines, it would be a Masters of the Universe story. It was the same rates as as those other 900 as those sex lines, but it was like you know. Three ninety nine for a story of you know three ninety nine a minute three ninety nine this whatever else and I remember that the other thing I remember most is a friend of mine had, actually my best friend at the time as a kid uh, Jonathan Bond he had 
uh, a bunch of master stuff as I had a bunch of master stuff. One thing he had that I never had was the Masters of the Universe record. Hmm. And I'm not talking about a cassette. I'm not talking about a CD. I'm talking about vinyl, people. You know, and that was just so awesome because they had all these songs on that record, and I was like, "Oh my god, I love this!" Yeah. Um, and it was like in the eighties. I remember Transformers being on in the mornings and sometimes in the afternoons. But I think He Man, at least in Massachusetts, I think it was exclusively on in the afternoons. I remember later as it went through uh, further, like after it, after the syndication run ended and it was still syndicating, you know, because again, this is the first show, 65 half hours of syndicated television. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I remember after it was over, I would constantly see He-Man episodes in the mornings rather than the afternoons. Uh, and it was just great. I mean, the stories are great back then the yeah. stories were great and and again that's the point of this this series is we can go back and see do the stories hold up do we still like the same stories that we like do we still like the same episodes that we liked as kids right and we'll get into some things that you can expect out of what we're going to do and what what our approach is at the end of this um yeah. then came the new adventures oh my god i was so excited as a as a this came out in ninety, didn't it? Yeah, ninety, yeah. yeah, like eight, like be, between eighty nine and ninety one. I was so excited because I, I, like after after He Man and then She Ra ended, I was like, okay, where's where's my He Man stuff? And then I saw an advertisement or I saw the intro to New Adventures as a ten year old boy, and I'm like, okay, they brought it back, awesome. And then it's like He Man in space. I was like, as a kid, I was like so. It, it it was almost like Flint Dilly, you know, took Megatron's gun and shot me just like Megatron shot Optimus Prime. <laughs> Swear to God, it was like killing me seeing this. Oh my God! It was I, it was akin to. I mean, I, I compare it to a lot of other. It's like the G two of Transformers. Ain't that the fuck? Um, it's like the Deke. And I say that because I haven't seen it in a long time, but almost like the Deke series of uh, G.I. Joe. We're sorry, Steve. Which I'm going to watch eventually <laughs> now that it's coming out on DVD and I might take that back. But at the time, to me, that's what it was like. It was like the um, it was like the Turtles that was like that horrible live-action-esque yeah. cartoon that Ex- they did. Yeah. yeah, and it was just like one of those. So in my mind, I didn't. it didn't even, like, to me it wasn't He-Man because it didn't look like He-Man, it didn't sound like He-Man, it didn't feel like He-Man, so I didn't even, like, it, like, went right over my head, right by me. I didn't even take two seconds. I don't even think I ever watched an episode of it when I was a kid. I watched a couple episodes. I don't remember what they were. I don't remember. I don't remember really any. It's... It's kind of like, you know, and I and I get it, it's a general, generational gap because at that point, you know, people that were born 1980, you know, 1985, 86, 87, you know, people that grew up from that point on, I get that this is their He-Man and everything else, but it it just wasn't for me. I just and, and, you know, maybe we'll have other things to say as we watch the actual episodes. I mean, it's not going to be just a bash fest of us just going off on it probably the entire time. I mean, right. but we'll see what our opinions are as we actually watch them. I'm going to be interested because I know nothing of what happened. I know nothing of the storyline, so I'll definitely be giving a, a unbiased look at that. But to me, it was one of those things that I just couldn't get past the, the visual of it. Yeah. 
It just if something doesn't pass the eye test with me, I'm usually not going to let myself waste time trying to give the actual writing in the series, of, yeah. you know. Okay. So, and, and 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 that's the same with me. I, as I said, I I saw a few episodes. I don't remember them. So yes, I am going to be going back with more more of an open mind than usual. Shut up. More of an open shut up. More of an open mind than usual about it. But I can already tell you we have that on record. Shut up. Okay. I, I, I can already tell you just by seeing some of the designs, I'm going to hate the series because Skeletor does not look like a Brahma bull, for Christ's sake. Well, it shouldn't make you hate the series, per se. It can make you hate the visual aspect of the series. But let's at least give it a shot. <laughs> Be fair yes. to Steve. Um, and I, shouldn't, I don't want to make it sound like we're not uh, talking about She-Ra as well. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, She-Ra... Uh, kind of going back, backing up the bus here. Um, Shira has some good stories, but that was directly for girls for the most part. It was a um, girl show that a guy wasn't embarrassed to to watch, though. Yeah, yeah. And we will be talking about it just as much as we'll be talking about human. We'll be breaking down every Shira episode as yeah. well. So you can either send your hate mail or your um, admiration to us um, <laughs> for taking on that. Uh, quest i do have all of that on dvd as well and you know shira had some interesting characters they had some very memorable characters shira was hot um i'll just get that out of the way right now mm-hmm. princess adora was hot um she was and she was you know obviously one of the most iconic female characters of a decade yep as far as kids and cartoon goes i mean she's up there with Jim. um you know they're probably the top two actually as far as like female characters from the 80s as far as cartoons, yes. Because yes. We're, we're counting that in cartoons. Barbie yes. never, to, to my knowledge, outside of like animated movies, Barbie in the Which 80s. Which wasn't until much had, later. Yeah. Barbie in the 80s never had an actual cartoon series. Yeah. I mean, after Jem and, and Shear, you got to go to like the younger girl characters like uh, Strawberry Shortcake and Rainbow Bright and, yeah. and those type of people. But, you know, Shear was one of the most empowering female characters of, of a generation. Yeah. So we will be giving her her, her just due. Yes, exactly. Uh, and then uh, switching into uh, this is kind of a a twofold uh, topic here: having the toys as kids, and for me, collecting them today. Uh, because uh, back in two thousand eight, Mattel launched the Masters of the Universe Classics line, which is basically today's standards of of toy making with that vintage feel of the old characters. I remember having almost every single version of He-Man, every like battle armor, all this, all that. Every single version of He-Man and Skeletor that ever came out for the filmation series of toys, I had it all. Um, I had such a huge uh, Masters of the Universe toy collection as a kid uh, that it was just unreal. Uh, and I've told this story before as well. And, you know, part of it was at my mom's house, which I lived with my mom, and the other half was in Rhode Island at my dad's house when I went to go visit him. I think I had probably, I think all the heroes and a couple villains were at my mom's house along with Castle Grayskull, uh, and the rest of it was at my dad's. Uh, I had Snake Mountain. The the only place that I never had was, like, Palace of Eternia, Mm -hmm. but I had Snake Mountain. I had the Slime Pit. I had all that stuff. I had tons of 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 the action figures as a kid and in 1986 
Went down to my dad's one time. It was gone. I was like, Dad, where where are my toys? You're six years old. You're too old to be playing with toys. That's six, folks. Yeah. Six fucking years old, and I was too old to play with toys. I, I did lose most of my He-Man characters, and I didn't have as many toys as you probably had. Um, I remember a, a slightly older cousin that had a ton of He-Man toys. He had everything, it seemed like. He had stuff that you like poured like uh, some type of red goo. That was probably the slime pit. Yeah, he yeah. had the slime pit. He had green. Yes, that was green stuff. And uh, he had he had so many toys, and I just remember always going over to his, his uh, house and playing with them because they had this big bench in their living room that kind of was on a bay window. And mm-hmm. it and it opened, and all we it was common knowledge that the, the He-Man toys were in that bench. So whenever you went over <laughs> there, you were quickly flipping up that bench and getting out some He-Man toys. And I had a good, uh, you know, a fair number of He-Man toys myself. I didn't have as many He-Man as maybe uh, GI Joe or, or Transformers eventually, mm-hmm. but but I had a good deal of, of He-Man characters. But uh, my Transformers were the only things that survived. I had my mom had a garage sale at one point. I don't know where I was. Or how I was not involved, or maybe she just pulled one over and I just didn't realize. But I lost a good majority of my other toys. She knew better than to touch the the Transformers because that was the main toy I collected. But uh, very few GI Joe and and He Man figures and stuff like that survived that, and Turtles figures. They almost I almost lost all of them. See, see, that's the thing with me though. With me, it's almost the reverse. Whereas, um. As a kid, before I got into like, I don't remember. I I don't even remember having. I remember having like Optimus and Megatron. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I and I maybe had a laser beak, or I, I I remember having Blaster, Laser Beak, and the rest of Blaster's cassettes. And I know Laser Beak goes with Soundwave, but <laughs> I didn't have that many Transformers. All of my toy collection was He-Man stuff. Yeah. Um, and we'll get more into that in depth, like when we when we get to those episodes. But I think the main point of bringing this up is that we're not specifically, you know, only going to be talking about the cartoons, right? We're, we're going to be talking to... about cartoons. We're going to be talking about the toys. We're going to be talking about the comics a little bit. We're going to even be talking about the live action movie. Yeah, um, which is just one of my like guilty pleasure cult favorite type things. Um, so well, it's probably going to be speculating sorry to interrupt you we're also going to probably be uh speculating on the potential for a new movie because i've heard i've seen news in the last couple days that potentially a movie year could happen and and hopefully it's just a matter of timing that once we get to that portion of our schedule that that movie will have information out that movie will be out or you know something about that so we're we're going to be talking about everything he-man related so yep. you're going to get everything. If you listen to this podcast from this episode until we come to the conclusion, you will hear everything He-Man related that we could possibly come up with. Right, exactly. Um, and the the next part is in 2002, Mike Young Productions did a super awesome reboot of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Uh, um, I actually but, got a... a I haven't said anything to anybody about this, but I'm I'm going to be doing a blog on on the idea of reboots here eventually, and I'll get more into that, you know, when it comes time for that. But this this is one of the best reboots there has been. Oh yes, this is one of the best jobs of combining the uh, respect for the previous 
um, incarnations, yet making it new and reinventing it. I mean, they, they just did a very nice balancing act. Um, obviously, unfortunately, it was cut short because it was about to get even more epic when it got cut. Um, yep. And that's a really sad thing. But uh, it'll be real fun talking about that show. Like we said, uh, both Mike and I have watched every episode of that show. And, you know, obviously we'll be revisiting it when we get to that point. I, when I first, like, I, I had heard about this back in, like, 2003. Because mm-hmm. um, it started in 2002, but I didn't catch up to it until 2003. And I saw the very first episode, uh, part of the very first episode, I think it was like the beginning part two. It was the point where Skeletor was breaking through the source, uh, the source wall. Holy crap. That's DC, the mystic wall. Um, and I, I remember looking at it and I'm like, wait, this is, and, 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 and remember folks, I came from filmation. I skipped over new adventures <laughs> and then I saw this and I'm like, wait, What's Skeletor doing on Cartoon Network? <laughs> you know, and I didn't watch too many episodes of it when it was airing, but I went back and I got the DVD set and I went through the all 39 episodes of the cartoon in like, I don't know, five day span. You did. I watched like, I watched like 10 episodes per day. <laughs> I remember that, and it took me a lot longer to get through that. But uh, I don't know what it was. It came out during my, you know, my the sophomore year of college or something. Um, and I don't know if I was just too wrapped up in the college world, or if I somehow didn't know it was airing. I kind of missed it. I think maybe I'd heard something in passing, but yeah, I didn't realize that it was something I needed to check out until one day I was like at a, I don't know. I don't want to name the store because I don't like the store, but I was at a DVD media type store. And, uh, what's that? Walfart. No, it wasn't that one. Um, <laughs> and I was browsing through the aisles and I saw it and it was like the whole series, you know, 39 episodes all in one little thing. And it was like only 15 bucks or something or 20 bucks or something ridiculously cheap. And I like, yank, I got it immediately. And this is something, this is one that visually is so incredible. Yep. I mean, visually they did it right. This isn't like, uh, the new adventures visually. This isn't like Transformers animated visually. Um, well, and what I mean by that, it's not something that's going to turn off a big segment of the the fandom just right. by looking at it. Well, and... there are some people in that other fandom that absolutely love the cartoon you just mentioned, but let's keep this to mass. No, no, I'm just saying like sometimes visually stuff turns off a section of the population right, fandom. Right. This is I, I don't know of anybody that was turned off by the the 2002 He-Man look. And 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 the, and the thing about the look of this cartoon is, they didn't do a. Dr- they had to make changes, obviously, because it's an update. They had to make certain changes. They had to do certain things, but Stratos still looks like Stratos. Ram Man still. Yeah, you recognize looks like- all of them. Huh? You can recognize every single character. Exactly. You can recognize every single major Masters of the Universe character that you remember from the filmation cartoon. Um. You know, one of the things I'll get into as as the series of of Powers of Grayskull goes along is that in the '80s it was all one shots for any cartoon in the '80s for the majority of it. I mean, well, there, it was one shots, but there was some that had loose continuity. Right, but I mean, you know, you see an episode of He Man, you have a story, you have a moral at the end, and then you go on to the next story. They were kind of like mini movies, whereas this 
was a very strict continuity, had a beginning, middle, and end, and it was an awesome story. Yeah. And the other thing this one did good, though, because something else that the, the people always skip over this, but the 80s cartoons, even though they were mostly one shots and maybe people don't like the writing because they're used to stuff having this overarching you know, continuity. But mm-hmm. something that the 80s cartoons were very good at was making you feel connected to characters. They were very good because even in the – it just kind of fits because when you're doing one-shot episodes, you'll have an episode that is all about this character or an mm-hmm. episode that is centered on this character. And the 80s shows really got kids to connect to certain characters yeah. um, more so than cartoons do these days because these days you have the overarching story and people like the story and they like the overall thing, but there's not necessarily that like in your face, here's this character. This is what they're about. This is their personality over and over and over again. Um, and and this... I'll disagree with you on that is Transformers prime because they do do several episodes in that, that are character specific. I remember one where uh, ratchet was hopped up on energy. Yeah. They do it in bits, but it's not as much as they did back in the 80s. Right, exactly. And yeah. But this is something that 2002 did a decent job of still putting in there in a way. Like, mm-hmm. there was still the overarching story, but they managed to give you some one-shots on certain characters that let you feel that same connection you did when you were a kid, yep. which was really cool. Oh, yes. So it'll be fun to take another look at those 39 epic episodes and... Man, I wish they could have finished that out. I know. I wish they could have got a season three. That would have, or a season four. It was just about. It was like. It was like. Uh, yeah. We keep talking about Transformers, and we got to stop it. No. But yeah. Stop it. It was like. It was like if Transformers Prime would have just ended. Ah, stop it. Okay. All right. So here's how the show is going to lay out. It is one entire series of podcasts, but we are going to have four different feeds for four different cartoons. Um, because say you, say you're a fan of the filmation and you're just a filmation person, you'll have a feed for the, uh, He-Man filmation and the She-Ra filmation. We're going to have a feed for the, uh, new adventures and then one for the 2002. So you can Here, cater it to your likings. Exactly. And that way you can give us individual feedback on each podcast episode, each, each podcast series. So here are the names, and we agonized, and we went back and forth and argued for gotta, like a month and a, a half. Disclaimer here. Month and a half of argument and, and discussion. We got to give a disclaimer so, because I I like me some <laughs> names that I like the sound of, but you also have to appease the acronym crazed. It's it's not just acronym. It's I I look at it because I've been I've, I am the 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 PR side of GeekCast Radio Network, and Steve is the website. He does all the web stuff, and I do all the PR stuff. So I have to look at it as what's going to what's gonna be promotable and going to catch people's ear. He's got uh, OCD when it comes to acronyms. Do not. Okay. <laughs> all right. So for the 80s He-Man filmation cartoon, that podcast name is Tales of Eternia. Toe. And that one will last 45 episodes. Yes. For Shira in the filmation era is Myths of Etheria. Hey, Mo. <laughs> and that yeah. one will be 35 episodes. Yes. For the Black Sheep of the Masters of the Universe franchise, 
uh, New Adventures of He-Man. That title is Masters in Space. Because it missed. <laughs> that one is 25 episodes. And for the 2002 series, we have Masters of Skull. I'm a man. I'm a dog. I'm a mog. And that one will be 15 episodes. So we go right down the list, 45, 35, 25, 15. And along the way, there will be five special episodes. So we'll have a grand total of 125 podcast episodes. I know that sounds like a lot, but remember, we're covering four different series that had a crap ton of episodes overall. The the episodes that will appear on all four feeds is this episode zero and those five special episodes. Which we're not going to necessarily go right out and broadcast what they may or may not be just in case things change. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, for those of you that have listened to any of our, any of the Transformers series, whether it was TFG1 or the uh, the Beast Unleashed or TAP, um, this this will not necessarily have the same feel. This will be slightly different, and there will be parts of it that seem the same, but, you know, this is two different people. Obviously, you had the trio with most of the Transformers stuff, and this is you and me. Um, So it'll have a little bit different uh, atmosphere to it, so to say. And um, expect, if you haven't listened to it, you can expect a few things. Number one, you can expect us to do a little bit of nitpicking because we're doing this as a review podcast. Yeah. So we're going to be looking and breaking down these episodes. We're going to be finding stuff we think are mistakes. We're going to be finding the good things and the bad things, and we're going to be bringing it out. This is not us talking with rose-colored sunglasses on. No, this is us fully analyzing each pod, each cartoon series. Yes, and we're going to be breaking this stuff down. We're going to be talking about our favorite characters and our least favorite characters, our favorite moments, our least favorite moments. I mean, we're going to – the stuff that's wrong, the stuff that's right, you know, comparisons. We're, we're going to do a whole lot of stuff that is not just going to be us living off of our memories. Right, and, and that's the point of the GeekCast Radio Network of podcasts and our review podcasts is that – you know, we do, I tore G1 to shit when yes, I did the did. TFG1 podcast. And I'm currently tearing tap to shit. Shut up. <laughs> Stop tapping well, your shit, dude. But the, but the main point is, I mean, anybody that's out there that are these fans, you know, this is, this should be something that can go along. If you are interested in rewatching some of these shows from your kids or from your childhood, if you have picked up any of these shows on DVD and you're wanting an excuse to watch them, maybe you haven't sat down and, and watched them all the way through – this gives you an excuse to, number one, watch them, and it gives you people to, I mean, I know you're not directly talking with us, but it gets you to a chance to be a part of a discussion on the episodes you just watched. Exactly. So you can do this with us. If you have some of these series, if you have the original He-Man, but you've never really watched it right through, you know, we do it in small doses, you know, two, three, four episodes at the most at a time. You can watch a couple episodes. You can listen into our podcast and kind of feel like you're in on the discussion of what you just watched. I don't think we really have discussed and probably should discuss this at some point when we're not recording an episode, but I think this pod, this series of podcasts, as it goes along, I think we're going to air this weekly. Um, probably every either Tuesday or Friday. Uh, we, uh, again, Kevin and I haven't really worked that out yet, but, but I think the gist of it is that, you know, you'll have probably around a week to watch two or three episodes. Yeah. Yeah, um, and the way that the that, that we're gonna have the discussion is, we're gonna have like a one or two line synopsis, basically, basically like a file card, um, you know, just brief, brief synopsis, 
And the way I take my notes is I take notes as I watch. So my notes technically are a long synopsis, but they're in bullet points. Um, and I'm sure we're going to have a lot of discussion. As Kevin said, we're going to nitpick. Um, but that's the point. The point is, yes, we've enjoyed these. But let's really take a closer look and see if we still enjoy them. Well, and let's analyze it for what it is now and see how good of a series it really is or really yeah. isn't. True. Very true. So, you know, and, and we'll be doing this, you know, and we might be doing it slightly different. Like I said, the format won't be the same as the Transformers ones because obviously I'm stubborn and I like to do things my way. Um, so do I, God damn it. So, so you'll see a lot of arguing between us. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, um, yes you will. But I, I probably won't be doing bullet points, but we'll hash that out. And I mean, we have a year to figure out how we're going to be doing it. And, uh, yeah. Either way, regardless of how we exactly the format that we do it in, you will be getting an in-depth analysis of each and every episode. Yep, exactly. So with that, I think uh, I think we're done giving everybody the details. And I think we need a year break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So we're gonna head to some ads, and we'll come back to close the show. Are you a fan of Mattel's Masters of the Universe toy line? How about Princess of Power? New Adventures of He-Man, or 2000X Masters of the Universe. Hey guys, I'm Pixel Dan, and my new show, Power and Honor, the World of Masters of the Universe Toys, takes a look at all of the above-mentioned lines. In every episode, I'll take a look at a different action figure, vehicle, or playset from the world of He-Man. It's a great place where you can reminisce about your favorite toys from the past, or even learn some things that you may not have already known. A new episode airs bi-weekly on He-Man.org and PopCultureNetwork.com. Swing by and check it out. Good journey. So there you have it, folks. We are going to be entering the world of Masters of the Universe in 2012, celebrating the 30th anniversary of the franchise here at GeekCast Radio Network. Uh, Any final thoughts before I go into all the information and stuff? Uh, it, it It should be a fun adventure. It should be a fun journey. Um... We'll see. Uh, obviously, when you guys did your Transformers one, it kind of took on an attitude and a persona all of itself. We will see what this becomes and what uh, kind of uh, running jokes or running feelings we have along the way. I'm excited to do my first full-on uh, hosting uh, you know, job as, show. Yeah. as a review show. And it, I'm just looking forward to it. And there, you know... There should be some interesting things along the way. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. Yes, there should. Thank you for joining us here on Powers of Grayskull. There are some ways you can contact with us or leave feedback for the show. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com. You can comment on each episode post. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes. As I said before, uh, all four feeds will be up and running with this episode. Follow us on Twitter. The show name there is Pow of Grayskull. I either could have spelled grayskull all the way out or i could have spelled power all the way out i'd rather have grayskull there my twitter is tfg and mike what is your twitter optimus solo become a fan on facebook go to facebook.com slash geekcast radio network call the voicemail line tell us the show you're leaving the message for and your name 502-526-5821 we hope you enjoyed this episode of powers of grayskull and wish you'll join us next time in one year when we'll be kicking off Tales of Attorney are reviewing the first three episodes of the Filmation He-Man cartoon. Those being Diamond Ray of Disappearance, Teela's Quest, 
and Colossor Awakes. For now, I am TFG1 Mike with... Optimus Solo. By the power of Grayskull, we have the power. Power.